the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's I on Real Estate on AM 970. The answer. AM 970 presents I on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elements Vice Chair, Dottie Herman. Iron Real Estate, of course, I'd say we're the only show on Talk Radio, but I know right before us, the NAR has a real estate show. Um, but we've been on for God knows how many years, probably 10, and we talk about everything in real estate um, and the millions of things that people need to know. And I'm sure I'll cover everything that you need to know, whether it's financing, whether it's legal whether it's what to look for. So we try to cover and give you as much information as we can. Plus, we like to keep you current on what's happening since every state is different in how they're handling this pandemic and how they're handling rent and evictions. And so we try to keep you current um, on what's going on here. I must tell you that I thank Citizens Bank again and again and again. Uh, Citizens has the citizen's name because that's why the bank was founded to help citizens Regular people like you and me, not just big corporations, not saying that they don't do that also. Um, last year, Citizens was the third largest lender in the Northeast. And you could easily find more information at citizensbank.com or call them 24 hours a day, seven days a week, if you prefer, at 1-800-922-9999. We want to thank you, Citizens. You've been a big supporter of us for a long, long time. Thank you. Um, Ace, it's always wonderful to have you. Um, you've been here, I mean, since you were, I think you said you were born. So, I mean, you've been here forever. <laughs> and we've been through a lot of different markets. And the, as I speak to people and I say to them, when you first heard about the pandemic, how long did you think it was going to last? Wow, Daddy. Says, well, first of all, good morning. And uh, glad to be here every week. And I think when we first heard about the pandemic, they were saying the road to recovery would take five years, Dottie. So, and and look at yeah. us now after just one year. It's uh, it's amazing. Right. And Steve, um, thanks for being. Good with morning, us today. Dottie. Good morning, Ace. Morning, Stephen. Okay, um, we are thrilled to have you. Steve is a partner in real estate law, both residential and commercial, and he's a partner in Casson and Casson. And they have offices in Manhattan, Westchester, Dallas, and Phoenix. So anything that legally you need to know, you certainly should call us and find out the answers. We have a special guest for a small time at the 11 o'clock news. And that is a friend of mine who's been in the real estate business 
for at least 35 years. I think that's long, how long I know him. He has a Canadian company. It was 100 years old when I met him. Uh, he's been in the family for years and years. And um, he's the president of the Toronto Real Estate Board. And he's going to tell us a little about how what's going on there. As far as in New York City, just to give you a quick, and I hope, hope you jump in, but uh, New York rents jump. They're, they're jumping. So I think I told everybody, uh, if you're looking for a place, it, now is the time to do it because it's jumping. Two-bedroom apartments that were renting for about $3,500 a month during the pandemic had gone down to about $2,600, but it's heating up and they're almost back to what they were. If you don't get a price discount, you might ask the landlord for a rent. You know, maybe he'll give you a couple of rents in, in, in for free. But let me just say, hey, Stephen, we all are in the city. What's the city like these days? It's busy. What? Definitely. It's, it's definitely picking up and it's getting momentum. And then I think this is one of those things where as you see more, more happens. So I think... From a business point of view, you know, things are, are moving along. There are also some great events that people are seeing right by Hudson Yards, which we have a beautiful combination residential, commercial, and retail area. Um, there is a nice event this past week, and, and you're really starting to see signs uh, that are a lot of positive signs. Oh, you're also seeing yeah, traffic. I- okay, traffic. I think worse than before almost because a lot of people, I think, are still not comfortable taking mass transit. So more and more people are buying cars or bringing cars and using them. And so if you uh, have noticed or tried to buy a car, it's hard to get cars for a while. I mean, they're running out, you know, you have to wait. And if you're a parking lot owner, I think you might be in like Flint. So the city, they're raising, you know, if you own a lot in the city, I mean, for a while, you probably were almost out of business because nobody was in the city. But now, I mean, people are, are driving more. And so that's really a booming business. Um, and I think, Ace, you said, it, you know, when we went into this pandemic, and I think, when was it that we really actually found out that it was hitting New York? Was that February around? Yeah, right around February, died March. Yeah. Well, like, as you said, everyone said that was the end. People fled all over the place. Uh, I, you know, they, they left and, you know, New York was very strict as I remember, you know, you couldn't even go into a, see your mom, if you were in a co-op or a condo, I mean, you, you couldn't, you couldn't go up in the building. They took every precaution. I happened to go to Florida, uh, in January and I thought, oh my God, this is another country. Everyone was having drinks at the bar. So it was very different. And, you know, there's a lot of different uh, controversy. Um, so it's whoever you decide you want to believe. But I will tell you what's not a controversy. I just came back from Washington, D.C. I was at the uh, top 50 largest broker in the country um, and their representatives. And everyone is off the wall in real estate, just off the wall. I mean, and who would have thought that the pandemic would have t- real estate was always hot, but the pandemic has just made the home even hotter than hot. And everyone's got has a shortage of inventory. So 
Um, I kind of looked at the predictions. And again, whenever people tell you what they think is going to happen, their predictions. But basically across the country, I'm just giving you an average. Um, this was from Lawrence Young, uh, who is the um, economist for the NAR. He said the existing home sales are not surging, but are above pre-pandemic. Because they, you know, as they measure things, they look at pre-pandemic, which is like 2019, and then the pandemic. And now I don't, I'm hoping we'll be post-pandemic, but we're not quite there yet. But they're not surging, but they're above 2019, which we were high then. So that's all good. Um, the number of cash buyers is way, way up. And the people they think are getting hurt now are first-time buyers because uh, it's hard for them to, you know, have a bidding war, or win a bidding war. People are paying higher than they had to. Um, and the prices have escalated. So it's made, you know, it's more affordable, but we still have low mortgages. Uh, what are the interest rates now, Ace? Right now for a 30 year fixed rate um, is, is right around 2.875, Dottie. 2.875, if you have, yeah. 2.875, which is... Really, if you have not taken advantage, even if you're not moving, if you have not taken advantage of looking at your existing mortgage, and Ace, what does it have to be, about a point or two? Like, what, like what's a general rule of some number that makes it sense to refinance? Um, as long as it's 1% difference, but in today's marketplace, because rates are so low, so many folks, even if you have the same rate, are looking to to cash out their equity and really utilize their money in other ways. Right, Dottie? So there's a lot of refinance cash out opportunities out there just because the rates are so low. You can use it to pay off credit card debt, home improvements, invest in the marketplace. So there's just so many, so many different things that you can use the vehicle of refinancing um, for in today's marketplace where, you know, Dottie and Steven, we talk about it every week. You know, if you have a home and you haven't refinanced yet, it's worth it to just give us a call or just inquire because, you know, you'll be looking back at this time period and, and really regretting that you didn't, that you didn't at least inquire about, you know, different, different opportunities and different products that, that you can qualify for. So. All right. And remember something again, no one um, looks, first of all, I don't think we could, we could create what we had back in, uh, what was that? 2008 or whatever we had that kind of crash because people were giving mortgages that was no money. So most people now, you know, they have a substantial mortgage. They put money down. Their credit has been scrutinized. The banks are giving money, but they're, you know, they're making sure somebody can afford it. Um, so I don't think you're going to have, you know, millions of people foreclosed. Uh, but I do think that if you can buy or if you have a house, as Ace said, and you and you and you have credit card debt. What, what credit card? What is it going for? The credit card is usually like the interest rate is astronomical, and you can use some of that money to pay off some debts. Again, talk to your accountant, and I we can't really give advice to individuals because this is general advice. But you should at least, as Ace said, give your attorney or give your accountant a call and ask what their advice is because. I don't think we're going to see times like this for a long time again. Um, I think it's unbelievable. Uh, and most of the uh, 
country is like that. Now, what I want to talk a little about in the next couple of weeks, we're going to talk about buying and selling. Okay, that's the topics. We're going to go really back to some basic things like buying, what you should look for, selling, how should you, what you should do to get the most money, how you, what offers you should accept. But um, I think there was a lot of conversation. It's all over the news. And again, there's no real answer that I would say is right or wrong. It's whatever you think. But I think we should be what you should be aware of it. We're hearing a lot about inflation. Now, when we talk inflation, okay, we're talking about the, 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 the money has less value. So, like, if you made $100, okay, $100 today, and you put it in the bank, is going to be worth less because they're printing up so much money and they're starting to see, and then prices go up. Are you seeing that, Stephen? Are you seeing that, Ace? What are you thinking about inflation? Well, I think inflation is a real risk. It's been a matter of time, and and I think it's coming. I mean, at some point, it's really very simple. You can't spend more than you bring in. Now, you can do that for a certain time, and some debt is okay, right? If you're buying a home, it makes sense that not every first-time home buyer, in fact, very few, have all the cash ready to buy. And if we lived in a world where a first-time home buyer had to have 100% of the money to buy their home, there wouldn't be a lot of transactions. So that's, of course, good debt when you're buying your home. But what's bad debt is if you constantly have to put lunch on your credit card and you don't pay off your credit card bill because you have to pay the interest and pay back yesterday's lunch and you still got to buy lunch tomorrow. And what we're seeing right now is a proposal for a lot of spending. And at some point, it doesn't matter how wealthy you are. If you spend too much more than you're bringing in, it's going to cause a problem and it's going to lead to rising inflation. And so that's a big concern. And we're going to see it manifest in a few different ways. It's not just the spending, but also if there are certain restrictions coming in, there is, you know, talk of how we procure our energy. That's also a source of inflation, although there can be some advantages living in the city versus the suburbs of where you get your energy from. But also the last point I want to mention, I think this is absolutely critical. There um, is issues in other markets, too. Um, big issues in China. Um, which can affect that market. Um, and so there's a lot of interesting things there. But where I want to bring this all back to for a moment is that right now there are amazing rates, as Ace just mentioned. And personally, I think you live with your monthly payment. So if I was a first-time home buyer in particular, even if there's some market fluctuation on pricing, if you're going to buy a place to live in, the value and the joy of the experience of living doesn't change if it goes up or down one month or the other, but you live with that monthly payment and interest rates are by far the most sensitive element to increasing or decreasing your monthly payment. So it's real important to keep an eye on that. Well, that's true. And just so everyone's clear, uh, inflation occurs when prices of goods and services rise. If you have deflation, that the opposite happens. Okay, and we are transmitting to a higher period of inflation. And again, uh, some people think it's temporary. I don't happen to think that, but that's an opinion. Okay, nobody can predict the future. Um, 
But when you're in periods where you think you might have inflation, these are things that I am giving you and Stephen and Ace, we're giving you to think about, to talk about, okay? But if you're going into a period of inflation, which again is a matter of opinion, but if you look at prices, they're starting to go up. You, there are certain things, and I think Stephen, this is what you were getting at, that you could do to hedge against inflation. So, um, so you you want to protect an investor against a decrease in purchasing power because that's really what inflation does. It takes whatever money you have, whether you have a lot or a little, and you it doesn't purchase what it did. Purchases less. So the investment that that really is a great hedge against inflation is real estate. So I would also look at that. Okay, again, you have to be able to be in the right position. There's a lot of different factors, but real estate is always known because what happens to real estate generally over time, if you buy right, it goes up and um, it's an asset that hedges against inflation. And if I could sit and give you, and I have, I don't know if I want to bore you with it, but that's not really boring. But if you see what's going on in New York City, all the buildings that are being bought, all the big companies that are buying all over the city, okay? And you say, well, why are they buying? Do they know something I don't? Well, they have staying power, number one, but they also see an opportunity, okay, where they got it cheaper and to be in the greatest city in the world. And they also probably feel that there might be inflation. It's a good, good thing. And you should look at it. Um, and as I said, on the last three or four shows, if you're thinking of selling, and you were saying, you know what, maybe I'll put it off another four or five years. I wouldn't. Um, I would do it now. And if you think of buying and you can swing it now, um, I would do the same thing. Because um, to stop inflation, what, what could they possibly, and I don't think you're going to see it this year, but you could get higher interest rates. Correct, Ace? So That's definitely I think correct, that now uh, Dottie. And, it, that, and, and, and it, and that's the reason why folks are saying that rates won't stay this low for a long period of time, right? So it's important to understand what inflation implies as it, as it pertains to the rates. And for all of our listeners that are, you know, just on the fence of looking to buy a home, just like what Steven said, you live in the payment, not the rate. I, I try to preach this every single day. And you really need to look at how much you're paying for rent today and see if, you know, you if that home that you always wanted to buy and you thought it was way out of your price point because rates are so low it really balances out the payment so inquiring and just finding out more information will be really really beneficial for folks that are listening on on the show today so you know give us a call uh dotty let the audience know what the number is to call us it's six six nine seven oh nine six two two or you can uh, go to facebook and find i on real estate or just leave your family, or you can leave uh, the number with the station. If you're listening live now, um, you can just leave us the question and we'll call you back. Uh, but um, I'm just telling you that uh, if I, I don't want to, there's so many, I don't want to take the time to go through them, but uh, in the city markets, the buildings that are being um, in the fine, one Wall Street was bought by Harry McLow, I think Mandarin Oriental at 685 Fifth. Um, they're creating a luxury hotel residence at 685 Fifth Avenue. It's a 20-story building. I mean, um, 
They're going to be Portland, 55 West 22nd and West Chelsea, 83rd, 200 East 80. I mean, it's just building all over. And I think I tell Howdy. you, when you see new buildings, when you see neighborhoods developing, well, that's a good sign. That great. means it's a great sign, Dottie. I think we're coming to a break. Save, save the rest for our listeners, Dottie, but we're going on a break and we'll be right back. Stay tuned. As you know, our friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. He didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Now Mike has done it again by introducing his new My Slippers. Mike has taken over two years to develop. My Slippers are designed to wear indoor and out all day long, made with My Pillow foam and impact gel to help prevent fatigue, made with quality leather suede. For a limited time, Mike is offering 50% off his new My Slippers. The My Slippers are so comfortable that you'll want to get Get some for the whole family. 800-651-0798. Use that promo code Joe P or go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener square and use the promo code Joe P. You will also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. 800-651-0798. Promo code Joe P. Want to listen to AM 970 The Answer on the go? There's an app for that. Download our free smartphone app so you can listen to all your favorite shows, keep up with us on social media, enter contests, win prizes, and even interact with our hosts all in one place. Just search AM 970 The Answer in the iPhone App Store or the Google Play Store for the Android. Again, search AM 970 The Answer and download our smartphone app today. That way, you can take us wherever you go. Hi, it's Joe Piscopo. You know, we all got to stay calm with our busy schedules. And Invite Health Tranquil TX gives you just that. Tranquil TX is a delicious liquid beverage enhancer made with chamomile, passion flower, and lemon balm to create a sense of calm. When you're stressed, just add a dropper full of Tranquil TX to your favorite beverage. Get this. Tranquil TX has zero carbs, zero sugars, zero alcohol, and just two calories per serving. Right now, buy one bottle of Tranquil TX. Get the second bottle free. Double up. That's four bottles. You get free shipping. Contact Invite Health at 800-694-2345. 800-694-2345. That's 800-694-2345. Tranquil TX. 800-694-2345. Don't forget to ask about their other herbal tinctures like Green Tea TX for more easy and fun ways to give your nutrition a boost. Invite Health. Get healthy. Stay healthy. Craving that signature Sunday sauce? Michaels of Brooklyn will make your place a must. Join Michaels of Brooklyn Sauce of the Month Club. Receive a different jar of Michaels of Brooklyn pasta sauce, homemade pasta and biscotti each month for six months. Make your home the place to be with Michaels of Brooklyn signature fresh marinara right in your home. Visit michaelsofbrooklyn.com and order online. That's michaelsofbrooklyn.com. Michaels of Brooklyn, serving the community since 1964. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. 
Do you want to send your child to a Christian school but are overwhelmed by the cost? Then AM 970 The Answer's discount tuition program may be right for you. The discount tuition program is a way for parents to send their children to a quality Christian school at half the cost of the annual tuition. We've partnered up with some of the leading schools in the New York, New Jersey metro area to help parents to reduce the costs and still have their children receive a quality, faith-based education. Here are just a few of the participating schools. Hawthorne Christian Academy, International Christian School, Kearney Christian Academy. You can see the full list of participating schools at am970theanswer.com. AM970 The Answer is also offering each school the opportunity to promote their school with a full radio advertising campaign. For more information on how you can send your children to a Christian school at half the cost of the annual tuition or how you can get your school enrolled in the program, go to am970theanswer.com or call 212-857-9630. That's 212-857-9630. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elliman's Vice Chair, Dottie Herman. We're back. You're listening to I on Real Estate. I'm here with Steve Ebert and Ace West Supart. I'm Dottie Herman. And, of course, you can call us at 866-970-9622. We were talking about leasing. I'm just trying to finish up. If you haven't leased something, remember the colleges are now in, colleges are back. They're going to be in person. People are renting. There's actually starting to be bidding wars on rentals. So you better get out there if you are looking to uh, rent because those discounts are drying up quickly. Someone had asked, and I'm going to uh, ask you this, Stephen, because I had a, a a question that came in and it said, uh, gee, you know, I hear that you can break your lease and I really rented something that I don't want to break. I don't want to stay in it. And um, can I do that? Or are there situations where I can break my lease? Sure. So, you know, it's, it's a great question. The first off is you have to look at the specific lease and see how it's written. Remember, it's a two-sided contract between a landlord and a tenant. So the first thing you have to do when looking at that lease is to see on what basis you're allowed to break that lease. Some leases might have a concept in there that says you can leave early with a certain amount of notice or maybe you can leave early with a notice and a certain breakup fee or penalty. Right? Maybe it might say if you give us two months' notice, you know, maybe a one-month rent penalty or something like that. Um, but again, I want to be clear that that has to be put into the lease. The other thing I want to point out is if the landlord is not fulfilling their obligation, right? If let's say they're not providing heat or hot water or, or it's not habitable, which is a pretty high standard. It's not just some complaints. It has to be pretty high. That could be a basis. And of course, the last thing, things can be a negotiation, right? If you, let's say, signed a lease, you know, during COVID, maybe you got a good deal and the landlord might be happy that you'd want to break your lease because maybe they think they can get more into the current market. So right. it's a matter of understanding what you have in the lease and where the, where it fits in with the market. Right. I just want to add, sometimes you can find another tenant. Um, and if you are looking for another tenant, then um, you've got to go through the management company and make sure you're allowed to do that. But then you also have to see how long a lease that they'll let them, you know, will the person be able to stay as long as your lease ends? Um, now, a lot of people um, get mixed up 
in your lease, as Steve said, you, we can't know exactly what your particular lease says, but if you're doing a lease and you can get the right to sublet your place, you should always get that if you can. And you have the right, and that means that you have the right to assign your lease. You also have the right to sublet your place if your building has at least four apartments. So it has to have four apartments. Um, and usually that's for a temporary period. So do you have any tips on looking? Because I know people who got apartments and now feel, oh, you know what? I found a better apartment or a bigger apartment. And if they have a sublet, they're looking to try to sublet it and find somebody else. And as you said, sometimes your landlord will gladly let you out of it. That's the first thing you should do because the rents are higher now than they were if you got a the apartment a while ago. So always speak to your landlord. But um, what would you say about a sublet? What, what, then, then if you, because of the person so, in a sublet, what would you advice would you give somebody who's looking to sublet their apartment? So gr- great question. So there's two things I want to distinguish, a sublet and an assignment. So, and the big, big difference is in a sublet, and you got to make sure the landlord permits it because the lease will sometimes have a clause that says no sublet, no assignments. We got to read the lease. But a sublet would allow you to have someone else go in there and they pay that subtenant pays the tenant rent, and then the tenant still has to pay the landlord. So, it's very important that if you do a sublet, it doesn't relieve the current tenant from their obligations to the landlord. So if they damage the property, that subtenant, or if they don't make that payment, you still could be financing on the hook. And I want to distinguish that from an assignment. An assignment would generally allow you to step out of the situation and let this new tenant take over, and they would have full financial responsibility and obligations to maintain the uh, property. So you definitely want to know the difference of what you're getting into Obviously, if you're a landlord, if a lease is being assigned, you really get concerned about tenant quality because you approved that first tenant, but now you got to see who this new subtenant or, or assigned tenant, excuse me, would be. And one other point of caution I just want to mention, depending upon if you're talking about renting in a rental building or if you're renting an individual condominium owner's unit, the process can be a little bit different. Because in certain cases, like a rental building, the landlord owns it. If you're, su- if you're renting in a, a condo unit, there is the condo board that you want to make sure you're compliant with the condominium rules. Well, Stephen, this is, is this true? I found, I, mean, I read, you know, when I was doing a little homework on this, that if you find a suitor, let's say I want to sublet and let's just say I find somebody that I think is good. And now I notify my landlord. And let's say you are my landlord and I notify you. And you don't respond to my, and I, and I write to you, dear Steve, I found this perfect person. They want to sublet or take over my apartment, uh, blah, 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 blah. I read that, that that landlord doesn't respond to your request within 30 days or within 30 days of receiving any additional information that he's asked for. Then this is interpreted as legal consent. Um, I wouldn't quite ex- I, well. I wouldn't quite go there. So there's a few things, and what, and first off, and, and you know, I don't want to overcomplicate it, but you got to make sure if you're giving notice properly, right? And the lease is going to say you may have to formally send notice a certain way. So just because you, the tenant, maybe typed out a text to your landlord, doesn't mean you properly notice them. So that, that's that's the first point I want to mention. Look at the lease. 
make sure you're communicating in that sort of formal way. Because remember, this is really a very formal conversation. So you want to make sure you meet those formalities. Now, at a certain point, if, if you take an action and the, and the landlord is aware of it and doesn't do anything, it becomes a fait accompli. But where, where you strike a danger as a tenant is if you just say, oh, I send him a text. He didn't say anything. So sure, go on in. Um, that, that, that's not going to really work. And would you, uh, there, there's, and, and, I, and I was, I'm sorry. Would you recommend that you do it like, you know, that person registered return request so that, you know, like not a text that you do a, 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 a certified registered letter to the landlord that they, I would actually <laughs> abs absolutely, absolutely. Because if you just send something first class mail, you put a stamp on it, maybe they get it. Maybe they don't, you don't know. And the landlord could say they never got it. So you want to have something that demonstrates when and how and, and where they got it. And I would usually recommend, especially in this day and age, to send it multiple ways. You send it certified return receipt and then also send it an email because you can get a time date stamp on your email. Send it both ways. Um, that, that's always a good practice to do. And that's really also important. This is one of those things when people sign a lease, they're in such a rush to get in there that they ignore this. But make sure your lease has a notice provision where it says if you want to send a formal communication, this is to whom and to where and to how to send that. And I know people may think it's not a big deal, and normally it's not. But when you want to do something formally or you have a problem, all of a sudden where you notify someone makes a big difference. And it's easier on the landlord because they can always notify you at the apartment. But as a tenant, you really need to know where and how do you formally communicate with your landlord. That's such well, great advice. So yeah. And, and in kind of closing this up, um, remember when a lease is assigned to someone else, if you get an assignment, then that's the only time you release the financial like you know of your financial liability so if you're getting someone you better do credit checks and everything else because if they don't pay the rent you're going to get stuck get everything in writing as steven said um i would do anything that i would do registered mail so that somebody can't say oh gee i didn't get it uh give yourself time to find a new tenant because you know a tenant might be easy to find but the right tenant and i would i would ask them for a credit check and if they won't let you do it on them then i wouldn't let them come in because, you know, you want to look at how they pay bills. Because if they don't pay their bills on time, that's more than likely they probably won't pay their rent either. And search like it's a job. And sometimes it's easier as a pending. But be ready to leave the furniture with somebody that needs it. Um, and I think that's about it. But a lot of people, not because they, or sometimes your landlord, if it's a big landlord, they have other properties. <clears throat> and always stay on good terms with your landlord. That is a cardinal rule that everyone should always know. And sometimes your landlord might let you swap and maybe go to a different property, maybe it's a little more, a little less, whatever. But if it's one of their properties, they might let you move, you know, and, and worry about and not even worry about the tenants. So there's a lot of different ways uh, that you can. And I, I see a lot of people looking, not because they have a bad apartment, but they want to even get a better one. So, um, those are good tips that you should know uh, because rents are jumping and that's key. Remember, call us or go to Facebook, 866 970 9622.
That's 866-970-9622. Are you worried about having lung cancer? I worry about everything, of course. But instead of worrying, go see my friends at Trinitas for a screening. If you're between 50 and 80 years old and have a 20-pack year smoking history, you know, like uh, if you've been smoking like that, or even if you've quit in the past 15 years, listen to me, please. It's no joke. It's time for a lung screening. Give them a call. Make an appointment right now at 908-994-5984. It's 908-994-5984. It's low-dose, painless, non-invasive, fast and easy, and only takes 30 seconds at Trinitas to have a screening, and it could save your life. Finding out if you have lung cancer while it's still curable makes all the difference. If you catch it in time, you can beat it. Screenings are covered by most insurance. Do it for your family. Do it for yourself. Just do it. You can count on Trinitas to take care of you. 908-994-5984. Make an appointment. It's 908-994-5984. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. If you owe the IRS back taxes, then get ready to pay up. The IRS has giant private collection agencies actively tracking down folks who owe the IRS. So if you think dodging them was stressful in the past, it's going to get a whole lot tougher. Optima Tax Relief has this advice. Don't wait. Solve your tax problems now before it's too late. Optima Tax Relief works to stop the demand letters, stop the aggressive collection actions, and stop the IRS collectors from targeting you. Ask Optima about the Fresh Start Initiative, one of the biggest breaks the IRS IRS has ever offered. If you qualify, you could save thousands, and nobody knows this program better than they do. Optima is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, and they get results, having resolved over a billion dollars of tax debt for their clients. Get a fresh start. Call today for your free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. The changes haven't been easy, but there's help. The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We can design a plan that targets potential customers with proven marketing strategies. Learn more at surroundnewyork.com. Surroundnewyork.com. Connecting you with new customers. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elliman's Vice Chair, Dottie Herman. 
back. You're listening to Iron Real Estate. I'm here with Stephen Ebert, Ace Water Super Park, and we're discussing renting, buying, and selling at this moment in time. I'm not sure if we can call it post-COVID, but hopefully we're heading towards that. And, you know, before I um, talk a little bit about buying and uh, what you should do if you're a first-time buyer, I when I was in Washington, uh, I, I had the driver actually stop. There were, I mean, acres and acres and acres. of They were like little silver or white flags, and there was millions of them. And they had a uh, a sign, and it was how many COVID pe- pe- people died of COVID. And each flag represented somebody that died of COVID. And it was, um, I can't, I wish I could visually show it to you. It was just, you know, I know it. I hear the numbers all the time, and I... Um, you know, but when you see it visually, I mean, it was just acres and acres and acres. It just was totally impacted by it. I wish I could share it on the screen. Maybe I'll put it on my uh, website to show it to you because it was quite significant. And hopefully everyone does what's safe and what's right. And hopefully that maybe we have another, hopefully it's another six months. I just heard that they're coming up with some kind of a, a pill that might be able to cut the chances of that if you get COVID, you'll be like, you know, it'll be like not a big deal. So hopefully. We're getting back to yeah, there was, yeah, some there, there was actually some a great development on that from, yeah, Merck Pharmaceuticals based out of New Jersey. Exactly. Yeah. On that. So, so, yeah. yeah, the future looks bright. We're hoping. We're hoping, Dottie. And we also have a, a caller um, that's been waiting on, on line one. Okay. I don't see it on my screen, so you can ask. Virginia, Virginia from New Jersey. Did you have a question? Yes, I do. Hi, Dottie. I love you guys. Hi, I, love you your team. I love you, Dottie, and I love your team. I said you guys are just like we said. Our we live in Tennessee, New Jersey, and if we're in Tennessee, we got you blessed our front porch. So we we're so disappointed if you're not on the air and it's a recording. Because <laughs> we just we, uh, we try not to be. We try to pretty much be here. Just every once in a we while, have, you know, you have to have a Saturday. Once in a well, while. I have a question for you and your uh, Ace and Stephen as well. Um, I have a house that I own outright in Tennessee. We rented it, but now it's vacant. We were thinking of going back. We have a mortgage in our house in New Jersey. I'm 70. My husband's 71. We don't really make the income, and we have some credit card debt that's pushed us over the edge in the New Jersey property. So we were debating to go back, and we go there. We spent six weeks there. We both came home to New Jersey and said, ah, it's so good to be home. We didn't get that feeling in Tennessee that we once had. It's very hard to let go of the house because it's a beautiful home, and we have such memories there. But we just don't have that connection anymore. But we don't know if we're doing right or wrong having a mortgage here that we really our income doesn't really cover it with the credit card debt and other bills that we have. Are we going to make the right decision staying here and living off the money that I get off the Tennessee property? Or is it a better idea to go back there and just adjust? Oh, so what, what are your choices? Your choices, you're saying you can either sell that? Stay in New Jersey. Yeah, I could sell Tennessee and I own that outright. Or you know, sell New Jersey and go back to Tennessee and stay there 
vice versa. But in New Jersey, we do have a mortgage. And the mortgage, although it's only like 1500 a month with taxes and insurance, we're both on a fixed income. And with other bills, we're just not cutting it. And like Stephen said before, it brought up a red flag for me because we're actually doing what he said, going out, never mind lunch, but dinner, sometime grocery shopping, and we just don't have enough left over the end of the month, and we're doing credit cards. So we got in a little bit. Well, let me ask you something else. Because remember, selling or buying a home, it's also a lifestyle. Where is your family? Do you have a family? Are they living in Jersey? They live someplace else? Or are you friends? Or do you have... In New Jersey. Do you have... Yeah, I live down... So your family's in Jersey? Yes, yeah. Your friends are in Jersey? Yeah, my friends are in New Jersey. My grandkids are in New Jersey. We're, like, attached, Mm -hmm. but... You know, we just we just don't know if that's the right decision to be near your, well, your I, family. I, I, here's what I would do, okay? I mean, there is yeah. no right or wrong decision because this is also emotional, too. Yes, um, it is. Very emotional. I do know, and I don't know where in Tennessee, and I certainly am not an expert on values in Tennessee, but it is one of the states that I know is really going really up and becoming, yeah, but I don't know where. So I would we, have a broker, call them two or three brokers, just for the heck yeah. of it. Say, we're not sure. We're thinking we might want to sell. We might not want to sell. We'd like to see right. not the best price, you think. Just give us an average, not the highest, not the lowest. Okay? Just yeah. get a feel for what that's worth. Okay? Uh, because, and, and is, that, is, that, is that paid off, or do you have a mortgage on that? It, Tennessee's paid off. I already did okay. what you said, and I had a girl come in, and she said the house, about, she said about 300000 she says it's about 300000 Okay. Yeah, well, he, he, there's a couple of things, but I just, from an emotional standpoint, and again, this is just not, you know, this is not I know. advice to live. I know. You're going to miss your family, and no matter what they say to you, uh, the, you know, it's going to Tennessee is different than driving an hour to somebody's home. So exactly. you really have yeah. to look at that aspect of it because it's one thing that you love that house. But if your family's all here, that might make a difference because no matter what kids say, uh, how much they're going to visit you, um, that's, you know, it's not, it's not a drive. It's, you know, that's playing fair and all that stuff. So you have to think of right. that emotional part. Right. You know, I'd like um, to also add, I mean, Dot, Dot, you know, the points that you're making are great. It's a combination of the finances and the lifestyle, but maybe there, there's a third option. Maybe are you able to both get the benefits of living in New Jersey that you want, see family, um, but maybe you can downsize. You know, could that work where maybe you sell that house and maybe a smaller property that fits within your budget so you can kind of make that compromise? We were looking, Stephen, but unfortunately we're we're way down South Jersey, almost in Cape May, and that's taxes are the cheapest and, you know, we could get more for the care. But even at that, like I say, we don't make that much a month. So, and we went into credit card debt. So, it's like at a point now where, if I sold the house in Tennessee, I'd have to do something where that would compromise the income here every month. You know, I'm not going to find anything cheaper. We were looking and looking and looking, but property taxes, insurance, or we went to a condo HOA, and taxes really like over the what we're paying here. Well, you know, Nice area. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm making, I guess, a couple of things to throw in mind. 
Obviously, you got to look at revenue streams, and this is an issue, and I think it's a very important one for a lot of folks who are on fixed income. Sometimes they are asset rich, but maybe revenue stream, you know, not not in the same position. Because you're in Southern yeah. Jersey, maybe there's some lower tax areas like Delaware, parts of Pennsylvania, very close by, that maybe can give okay. you that connectivity to the family and also, again, fit within the budget. But I think you got to really okay. sharpen the pencil. And, and really okay. see where the bu- where the budget is. Because also, if you do sell that Tennessee property, maybe there's a revenue stream there that's also going to be a problem. So look at not just cash in the bank, but also look at revenue streams, too, in making your decision. I, I don't. And let me just say something else, and I'm going to get back to you on this. I'm um, on the board of a, a committee. Um, I'm on the board. It's called Picasso. And uh, the original um, p- person that started... Uh, Streezy and Zillow, uh, when he had, uh, when he was nobody and he had just an idea, he used to come to my office and I was, and we would, you know, we, he'd run things by me and I never ever thought he'd end up with what he did, but he became a billion millionaire and he started another company now. He sold that and he started another company and it's called Picasso. And what it is, is it's for people like yourself that have a second home and that kind of they averaged that most of these people average that they maybe stay in that second home two months or something of that nature, not a lot. And what they do, it sounds like timeshare, but what it is, is it's ownership. Um, timeshare is not ownership. It's ownership in the home. And you could have like, you could get half ownership or up to eight people or just two and they do all the maintenance and everything like that. Um, and it's something to consider to, if you want to keep that. I don't know that I would move. I would also check with New Jersey because there's a lot of times there are programs if you're seniors and you're over a certain age where there's a tax. If there's a tax, you know, they do something on the taxes. And um, I, I know they do that in New York places. So I think I would check to see if there's any programs that seniors can take advantage on the on your real estate taxes in New Jersey. And um, I would then think about maybe, you know, you could sell it, but you better check check with your account to see if there's a gain um, because that's not yeah. going to help you. Or maybe you could rent some of it out sometime. I mean, that's yeah, also an option. There is a tax study. There's a 15% tax. I spoke to the accountant. He said, if you're going to do anything, do it now because it's even going to go higher. But he said there was a 15% tax that I'd have to pay. And vice versa, if we move to Tennessee, because my husband didn't do this as his primary residence, he has to pay an exiting tax. It comes to like $9,000 total if we sell the Tennessee property and the New Jersey property. So it's like, uh, no matter which way we go... Are you currently renting anything in, in, in Tennessee? I did rent it. I had a guy in there. I rented it for a year, and then he moved out in May, and then it's been vacant, and we had to do some work because he left it kind of a mess. It was a single guy, but it was kind of messy, so we did a lot of work there while we were there. And uh, we listened to you about the painting, the light colors and everything, and it looked beautiful. And, you know, opposed to the gray, we did what you said, painting the light, bright colors and put new right, floors, right. take the stinky rugs up. And it does look beautiful. So the realtor said it. everything looks like, you know, it'll sell. But it just gets me nervous selling it. And then what do I do? You know, what do I do with that money? I don't want to get in trouble. Like, I see my. No, no, listen, listen. This money. has to be a. The, you should call again. This is not something you just do. 
even though it's a good time to sell. Okay, right. I think I would sit down with my family. I mean, you have kids or whatever, have a long talk with them because truthfully, I do know a lot of people who came back because they missed their families. And I'm not saying that should be the case, but that, but the reality is that you will not see your family the way you have. Okay, and that's something no. that you have to decide. You know, you have grandchildren. Okay, so that's something that I can't make that decision for you. Uh, right. Uh, okay. Second Can I also all, mention one other tax point? Um, if you're yeah. worried about the capital gains tax on the Tennessee property sale, since it's an investment property, there's a provision of the tax call code called the Section 1031, where if you sell a property and reinvest, um, you can defer any capital gains. Now, what most people are aware of is that you'd have to sell real estate and buy another property. However, what the code does allow you, um, and you have to make sure it's a qualified fund, but they exist, you can invest the money in what's called either a DST, a Delaware Statutory Trust, or a 1031 tick, tenant in common. And you could effectively invest it while you directly own the real estate. It is set up more like an investment like you would for a stock or a bond. It's different, but that would be compliant. And that may be something, if you're selling, where you could avoid paying that capital gains and you defer it um, and not have to pay it. And then you're still able to invest and get a revenue stream. If you don't want to deal with being an absentee landlord and dealing with a tenant who leaves it in bad condition, things like that. Yeah, that was the problem. Yeah, so far away, you know, to be an absentee landlord. And, you know, they have property management there, but it's still... I've heard some crazy. Well, of course, let me ask you how long, and I don't, I won't, I won't take more of your time, but you can call me again because I, there's a lot, a lot, and I don't want to take too much time, no, I but I, I can, but, but let me ask you how long is the longest you've stayed in that? Like how long in Tennessee is the longest that you and your husband have lived, stayed there at, you know, at a time? Well, you know what, Dottie, that's a good question because I called you years and years ago. This is the second marriage. I became a widow since I called you years ago when I first moved to Tennessee. And that was like maybe in 2015 or something. And you said, don't go and buy rent first. And we didn't listen. And we bought. And my first husband, uh, we went back and forth a few times. So, And then I bought this house after he passed. And I bought it outright with the life insurance money. And then I met my husband currently. He's a widow. I'm a widow. And that's well, did you move to Tennessee? Yeah. Because then it was a good I'm move. A- no? It was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, that was. Yeah. But my husband, my first husband and I used to listen to you all the time. And he said, call Dottie. Call Dottie. And you would talk to him. It was funny. And he was saying, you said, don't go there and buy rent. And we didn't listen. And we bought and we paid the price. So we came, I got homesick and I came back to New Jersey. But then I went back there after I stayed with my kids for a while in Jersey. I went back to Tennessee and I bought this house by myself. And I lived there by myself with my three dogs. And then I met my husband that I'm married to now. So, what would you do with your Virginia, hold that thought. We have a break right hold now, Dottie. And we'll be, we'll be right and back. So, first, have that meeting with your children. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.